Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of A Pen and a Napkin Podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to the coaching staff. I believe it is episode number 23, right, Tony? 23? It is the Michael Jordan episode. It, it is the Michael Jordan episode, but this will not be the last dance of the coaching staff unless our producer cancels us. Let me, Bruce? Okay, yep, we're still good. All right, so uh, we are uh, excited this week to, to talk about something that, um, you know, off air, Tony and I talked about uh, the last 10 or 15 minutes before we started recording. Uh, minimizing your weaknesses as you're heading into uh, the stretch run. Most teams are in a situation where uh, there's enough data, there's enough film uh, that people are going to look at your team and they're going to say, okay, they've only made X amount of three-point shots. We're going to do this like this. Or we're going to take a look at their rebounding stats, and boy, we are going to really crash the boards. Or, you know, we're looking at their transition play, and boy, we're not crashing the boards at all. We're going to make them play five on five, you know, whatever it may be. And so uh, I, I believe I heard it from uh, Jim Calhoun, the old men's coach at Connecticut, Tony. And, and I know this is pretty true. And, and, and I'm sure he heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody for who heard it from somebody, but you can only really be great at about three or four things with your teams. Uh, and then there's about three or four things that you just need to tread water with. And then quite honestly, most teams are going to have two, three, four teams that they're things that they're just not very good at. And so how do you minimize those weaknesses? How do you hide those weaknesses as you're heading in to the home stretch of the season here and trying to uh, make the deepest run into the postseason that you possibly can? So Tony and I are going to talk about that here uh, this week. Um, Like I said, before we got going here, uh, we're kind of I don't know. Were we crying on each other's shoulders a little bit there, Tony? Yeah, just uh, kind of boohooing a little bit to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, we're we're living it right with everybody, and uh, so that's what uh, that's what we're going to go into today. Just trying to to minimize your weaknesses going into the postseason play. And Tony, I told you I was writing something down uh, when we were talking, and uh, I just want to lead with this one. And uh, this, I don't I don't know if I copied this from somebody, um, or if it's a Marty Plum original, um, and if it is, thank you very much, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, trademark. Um, but uh, here's, here's something that I've thought about a lot throughout my career. Uh, before you figure out how to win games, you first have to figure out how to not lose games. And that's where minimizing those weaknesses come into play. And so when we were talking about that uh, pre-hitting the record button, Tony, that was a quote that jumped into my mind as as we're getting ready to go here. So uh, you you want to you know let, let's start with that quote, Tony, and and, and let's just kind of take it from wherever we go with it. Yeah, you know I had heard uh, something similar that more games are lost than are won, mm-hmm. and you know if you go back to it, it's just one of those things that sometimes in athletics, you know if you get beat. And the team made great plays, like they made clutch shots, they shot lights out, they just played really, really well. You can put your head on the pillow a little bit easier than, you know, if you lost a game 
due to your own like self-destruction. And, you know, I've, I've been there. Like we were kind of talking about earlier, just one of those deals where, um, you know, you have trouble going to sleep. It's still on your mind. You wake up in the middle of the night. It's the first thing on your mind. Mm -hmm. You kind of fitfully sleep through the rest of the night. You wake up before the alarm goes off and it's still the first thing on your mind. And, you know, you're just trying to figure out how can I minimize those mistakes and how can we not beat ourselves? And that's, that's the $64,000 question. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think those areas, and, and these are the areas that most coaches address. Uh, I know when I took over my new program, um, I know that the first thing that I saw when I watched him on film, even though I told him, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch film. I'm just going to have you, uh, we're, we're just going to take it from the get go here or whatever. And I'm not going to have any prejudgment, but yeah, I had prejudgment. <laughs> and, and, uh, the, the first thing that I, you know, just said was we have to take care of the ball. I mean, we're averaging a billion, you guys are averaging a billion turnovers a game and you're not doing anything to change it. And so, I mean, we we sacrificed other areas in order to take better care of the basketball, uh, especially the first, that, that whole first year. Because I, you know, my thought process was if we... If we don't take care of the ball, nothing else matters. We could teach them all this other stuff about rebounding or shooting or whatever, but if... If, if, if we're just turning it over and the other team's shooting layups, it literally doesn't matter anything else that we teach. You know, so we really broke that stuff down and worked on that stuff. So, um, so you know, that's kind of where most of us start at. But like I said, we have three or four things. Each team's going to have three or four things that unless they're a really, really loaded team, and there's very few really, really loaded teams, um, there's weaknesses there. There's weaknesses. And so how much do you talk about those weaknesses, especially let's say if it's something like shooting, Tony, uh, if you're, if you're struggling to put the ball in the basket, how, how do you address that with your players or your team that might be in a bit of a shooting slump right now, or are struggling to put the ball in the basket or who are struggling from the free throw line? Are you talking about it a lot? Are you changing a bunch of stuff in your practice? Um, are you, Trying not to talk about it too much. I mean, what's your thoughts on stuff like that? I would say not talking about it a lot. You know, uh, Brett Maher, who kicks for the Cowboys, we were talking about him a little bit earlier too. You know, there was a tweet out there by John Gordon and just talked about how you want to clear your mind. You don't want a cluttered mind. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't talk about it a lot. What I would do is put it in the practice plan a lot like we're going to shoot a lot and really focus in on proper form and technique but yeah i i would not sit there and hey we're a terrible shooting team and this that and the other because sometimes that stuff can end up being like a self-fulfilling prophecy mm -hmm. um you know and so clear that mind get a lot of shots up be positive with them and i think that you'll see you know your your percentages go up it might be you know a little bit small at first and hopefully as you continue to do it those percentages go up and up but you know it's it's one of those things where you know great shooters are made they're mm -hmm. not born mm -hmm. and you've got to get kids in that really buy in and get a lot of shots up otherwise you're going to get that's going to continue to be a bugaboo for a long period of time yeah and i and i think that I agree with you, Tony. And and you know, if you if you start talking about shooting too much, 
you know, that's kind of the biggest one. That's the biggest mental hurdle, just like in, in baseball, obviously. And baseball is kind of a simpler game. There's, there's quote-unquote, less variety of skills in baseball. Um, but you, if you start talking about it too much, um, then it becomes even, you know, the kids know that they're not shooting it well. Uh, they, they, they can see the ball not going through the basket. They can see the scoreboard. Uh, and so you slip in maybe an extra shooting, shooting drill or two into the practice plan to make sure that you're getting those shots up. Or if you're struggling from the free throw line, you have, if you normally do one free throw shooting drill a day, maybe do two free throw shooting drills a day for a couple of days. And then, and then you're just building them up, you know, as they're going, you know, one of the things I try to do when we're doing like mass shooting drills is I'm just watching. And as soon as I see a kid knock down a shot, Hey, Great, great shot, Addy. Way to hit the back of that rim. Hey, great follow through there, Sophie. Uh, you know, stuff like that to uh, to help the kids out in that regard and keep that as positive as we can because the, the only way that they're going to get that done is by, you know, clearing their mind, letting it fly, not, you know, gripping that ball too tight and, and letting it fly too much, you know, so... I know that's something there. Uh, what about other weaknesses, Tony? Let's say you're not a very good rebounding team, or let's say you're struggling with uh, taking care of the basketball. What are some things that that you've done to help minimize those weaknesses within your teams in those areas other than, let's say, shooting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the rebounding, we would just do more rebounding drills, and we would make it, you know, at times it got uncomfortable because we would make it very physical. Um, you know, and we would hammer home proper technique from a defensive rebounding standpoint you want to tag them with the forearm you want to reverse pivot into them you want to back them out then go grab that ball because it really comes down to desire to go get that ball and then offensively we would talk through technique about spinning and swimming knowing where the rebound is going to be like if you shoot on the left side the majority of the time or the plurality of the time it's going to come off on the right side um you know and just making sure that you go through some of those things with them. But yeah, it got, it got very physical. It got uncomfortable at times, but we wanted to make sure that we became more competent. We were willing to stand in there and be the more physical team and have the better technique. And then, you know, to, to fight like crazy for it and to pursue it because, you know, it really does come down to that rebounding. I mean, does it help to be taller? Most definitely. But one of the greatest rebounders that ever played the game was Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he wasn't the tallest guy on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Is is something like rebounding, or turnovers, or you know closeouts, or stuff like you know just stuff like that, Tony? Um, is that something that you talk more about openly with your team about the need for improvement in those categories, as opposed to something uh, like shooting where you're not talking about it as much? Yeah, I think more so because I mean you were talking about shooting, and I think one of the great. Uh, comparisons there would be like putting in golf. I mean, you just don't want to get in your own head. Well, with rebounding, you know, don't get me wrong. You don't want to get the, here we go again type thing going on um, with it. But at the same time, you can talk more about, hey, you don't necessarily have to get in their head on this one. This one's about being physical. This is about effort. This is about want to and just giving them opportunities to get reps and to get better with it. You know, we had mentioned earlier as well, you know, in terms of like when you're learning to fly an airplane, the best thing you can do, sit in the pilot seat and fly the airplane. And Mm. it's the same type of thing with reps, whether it's closeouts or rebounding, just make sure they are getting those reps in that they're learning how to do them and do them properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you there, Tony. You know, it's, it's much more, those are things that you can, 
talk more openly about. Uh, we we actually did that um, right around Christmas time or right before Christmas. Um, right before Christmas, that's when it was. And we just say, hey, there's three things that are just killing us right now, kids. Rebounding, uh, sureness with the ball, taking care of the ball, and our, our closeouts on defense. Uh, and, and so we have to do a lot more with that. And I, and I told the kids, uh, we, we talk plenty about um, taking care of the ball, and we work on that a lot. You've got to do better, okay? You've got to own that. Closeouts, we do closeouts every day. You've got to own that. Now, the rebounding part of it, and this is what, and I think this is what you have to think about as a coach. We hadn't done a lot of rebounding drills uh, and implemented rebounding into things the way that we should have, where we are just focusing on rebounding. And I told the kids, I said, yeah, we've, we've talked about rebounding, but I'll, I'll own half of the rebounding deal. Um, and, and I think you have to be willing to do that as a coach, that you have to look at your practice plans and your practice program and what you've done over the last couple of weeks. And if you're struggling taking care of the ball, let's say, but you haven't done a whole lot with sureness and you haven't emphasized valuing the possession and taking care of the ball, then you've got to tell your team, hey, yeah, you know what, we're turning it over. That's part, you know, part of this is on me. And that's one of the things I did with my kids. I said, we have done very little just strictly rebounding drills. That's going to change. I own that part of it. Now we've got to get more physical and we've got to do it. And when you are open about your own mistakes as a coach, when you're addressing your team's weaknesses, um, I, I think there is a mutual respect. They're a lot more willing to learn uh, and, and listen to you as a coach when you do say, hey, this this this." particular thing that we are struggling with it's on me gang it's on me and and i've got to do better and and i'm going to do my best to do better with this here deal so uh that's something that i've done in the past how about you tony a pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin video library. No, I think that's great. I think, you know, you got to make sure I and you and me probably have to be taken out of the vocabulary. A lot more of we, team, our, um, mm-hmm. because if you if you just, you know, it's, it's on you guys. You know, I've designed great practices. I've done this, that. No, no, no. You're in this together. Mm-hmm. And so when you begin to use that together language, you know, and, and taking ownership of some of that stuff. Hey, I haven't I haven't put enough time in with our press break. I haven't put enough time in uh, ball handling wise and stuff that that's on me. And so, yeah, when you when you get those those things in there instead of, you know, it's all your guys's fault and you're pointing the finger at them. I just think it makes it for a much better environment and atmosphere when you pull on the rope the same direction together. Mm-hmm. How uh, how much are you using film, Tony? to help 
and and again, I know it's different now. I don't know how much you film have how much film you have uh, in your current position. But when you were when you were coaching when you were a head varsity coach, how much are you using film to help your team minimize their weaknesses as you're going through stuff? You know, the thing that I would say in that area, I just wasn't very good at. That's why a lot of times when you and I are, are talking that. I ask you specific questions about how you use film with clips or do you start in the first quarter and roll it through. Mm-hmm. I just felt I was pretty sporadic and I wasn't as as like intentional with it mm-hmm. and had clips and stuff. Um, but I would try to do it, but it would be like, a, you know, when we had late practice. So we were like every other week. And so we might do, say, 20 minutes of film together. And I would take and we would watch if we got off to a bad start in a game or late game, if we kind of, you know, did whatever, um, I'd have some of those things keyed up and and queued up for them. But that's one thing I wish I had done better. And it's probably a conversation I need to have a little bit more with John in terms of what he does, because my philosophy now with my sophomore kids is, Hey, we all have access to huddle. Um, I do like what I call game notes for them. Mm -hmm. So if they want to watch film, the notes kind of lay it out Mm -hmm. for them. Um, but I put it more on them than I do us watching it together. But that's that's an area I would openly admit is a is a big weakness for me. You're a social studies teacher, and you're not good with video, Tony. <laughs> that's that's disappointing. That's that's just, it's very disappointing. I but I, I don't. Even I, I have, might have to find. I don't even know where. What, what kind of World War One or World War Two started? Uh, that is that, that is true. That is true. So, <laughs> oh boy, this is another reason you're just giving me weekly reasons to find a new co-host for this podcast. So. <laughs> Start taking some applications. I completely understand. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, because the application process was so thorough. <laughs> it, was, it was big. I yeah. kind of feel like that guy in Congress lined up my resume got his job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got George Santos here on the line, folks. <laughs> Uh, he invented the Whopper and the Sun, uh, so um, oh boy, yeah. Here we go. It only took us 17 minutes to get stupid this week, Tony. So that's that's a new record. So that is a record for us, <laughs> George Santos. If you're ever listening to this, I don't apologize. You're an idiot. All right, sorry. Uh, uh, no, I, I think getting back to the film thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I one of the things that's that's tempting as a coach, when you're addressing your weaknesses is, uh, to put all this negative footage together. Billy, how many times have I told you, ah, Mary, have I, you know, how many times have I told you? Um, I think it's better. And, and we're, you know, as I told you, Tony, we're going into a film session tomorrow and, um, we've got about 15 clips and I think about nine or 10 of them are positive things that we did. And about five or six of them are, are negatives. And and what we're trying to emphasize is, okay, here is a weakness of ours. Here's when we did this well. Now we've got to replicate that. Instead of pointing out, okay, Billy, here's another missed box out. All right, Joey, yep. here's another missed box out. Okay, Billy, here's yep, another Yep, look where you caught this ball against the press. Yeah. And then, you know, we've got good opening help, but we got to help the helper. Where yeah. are you at here? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think, um, you know, just like us as coaches, you know, and, uh, we, the human mind, uh, I think it was Bob Knight, uh, you know, negative is to positive as four is to one. Uh, 
And yep. so when we show a, a negative clip, they remember that negative clip of themselves four times longer than the one positive one. Um, so, so you have to, especially again, we're talking about weaknesses here. They're aware that, Hey, if we lost by two in heartbreaking fashion, there's probably some stuff that we screwed up on that we shouldn't have screwed up on. We get that already. So, so showing those things in that way, I think is really, really important. So I really try to have, you know, I try to probably have about a three to one positive to negative on our film studies. Uh, now, depending depending on the situations and, and things like that, and, and 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 with my team right now, there's there's one or two things that we're really really struggling with, and I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, what I need to do to get us over that hump because. The, the kids are playing their tails off. They're giving us everything that they've got right now. Uh, in the last uh, five, six weeks, they've been, they've been great. Uh, and so I keep telling them, at some point, we're going to take off here. And, and I really feel like we are going to take off. We're really going to explode. Um, but we've, we've just got to clean up these details. And you know just as well as I do, Tony, uh, before... You figure out how to win. You first have to figure out how not to lose, and yeah. and those are the things. Those are those weaknesses. And you're not going to be perfect with those weaknesses. You're not going to go from thirty turnovers a game to ten turnovers a game in a week. You've got to continue to point out, hey, we went from, you know, the, through our f- first four games we were averaging thirty turnovers a game. Last week in our two games last week we averaged twenty one turnovers in both of those. You know, those two games combined. That's good progress. Now, let's keep chipping away at that. And I think that's the way you have to look at those things, Tony. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, you got to celebrate the little successes. You know, even if it went from, say, 30 to 28, it's still too less. Yeah. Um, and you have to celebrate those little successes. It might be they were shooting, you know, 25% from the field. Now they're up to 33. I mean, mm-hmm. still not where you want it to be. But that's an 8% jump, you know, and whether it's free throws, you were a 50% free throw shooter, now you're knocking down 57. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, you have to celebrate those things and let them know that they're headed in the right direction. Just got to keep working hard, and pretty soon that 57%, maybe it gets to 65% from the free throw line. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and you just got to keep highlighting that and charting it with them and let them know that you believe in them and just make sure that you're working. But, you know, the one thing that I think we're trying to – kind of talking through here a little bit is that balance because you don't want to go and just focus on those things that hey these are the three or four things that we don't do well then those three or four things you were doing well you've ignored those and now all of a sudden those go from strengths to where you're barely kind of skimming by and, and, and and you know treading water yeah so let's say you're a team you're not a very big team but you're a really really quick team and so you know uh we're not going to we're not going to be Tom Izzo in Michigan State and we're not going to have a plus 12 rebound margin every time out. So, you know, and again, this is just kind of coaching 101, but as you're emphasizing those weaknesses, you, just, you know, hey, I'll just say girls here. Hey, girls, we are really fast, we're really athletic. I we want you to get up, we want you to pressure the ball. We know this is a possibility that could happen. Uh this is probably going to happen to us a couple of times a game, but we're willing to live with that because we know we're going to get more good out of it. Now, one of the things that we're not great at, look at us. We're not a very big team. We are who we are, okay? And that's fine. We are who we are. So 
for us to be really successful, we need to win the turnover margin by about this much because, and and we need to just hold the boat on rebounding. If 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 we are, if if we get forty eight percent of the rebounds, but we force twenty five turnovers a game and we only turn it over fifteen, then we've got a great chance to win. You know, yeah, your plus minus is in really good shape there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just throwing random numbers out in, in that regard. Um, and, and so that's that's the way that uh, you have to to look at it. In, in my opinion, as you're working on minimizing those weaknesses, it's okay. Especially again, other than shooting, um, it, it's you, you take a look at like a rebounding, or you take a look at. Uh, just your overall defensive strategy or, or defending the lane or whatever it may be. Okay, we're, we're not going to be great at this, but we need to at least try to be adequate. And if we just get to here and we do what we're really good at, then that's what's going to set us up for success. And so addressing some of those weaknesses head on is going to help with that type of stuff. Yeah, I could see, you know, kind of like the example you're talking about. Well, let's say you're losing the rebounding battle by. 10 rebounds a game. And so you add in another rebounding drill. It's going to take about five, six minutes, depending upon what you're doing um, in your practice. And maybe you fudge a few minutes off a few other drills here and there. But at the same time, like you're saying, you're hoping to maybe go from being a negative 10 in rebounding to all of a sudden you say you get it to negative seven. Now that team has three less possessions. Mm-hmm. You're still winning the turnover battle by 10. Now your chances of winning go up you know, a certain amount. And then all of a sudden, Hey girls, you know, it's down to seven. Let's say we go even harder on this thing and we get it down to five. And now you've knocked it down from where you were a negative 10 to you're a negative five. That's five less possessions they're getting. If you can keep your turnover where it was, now your chances go up even more being able to win. But what you can't do is say now all of a sudden, Hey, you look at your tallest kids, five, eight, five, nine, whatever the case may be you're not going to be a great rebounding team. And all of a sudden you put 15, 20 more minutes of rebounding drills into your practice. You're not working on your press and turning people over Mm -hmm. in your other drills where you're talking about valuing the ball and executing your press break and so on and so forth. And now all of a sudden, you know, your, your turnover margin, it's no longer, you're winning that you may be treading water. You might be, even or maybe you have one or two more steals than what the other team does and you're still not a good rebounding team and now you've lost even more ground yeah absolutely and speaking of rebounding this is almost your trivia question uh south carolina played arkansas i i thought this was a typo south carolina out rebounded arkansas by 57 rebounds today I don't know when the game was, but it was a recent game. I, I think they played today because I saw it. I was like, um, I, I think they played today. I'm looking for the score right now. Uh, but I, I, it was either yesterday or today. It was this weekend. It was recent. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah, 57. Na- yeah, they Well, South Carolina won 92 to 46. I found the score. So, um, yeah, that's uh, – that's that's pretty crazy. That's, yeah, yeah, that is the weirdest stat I saw today. Arkansas had 17 total rebounds. Yes, and South Carolina had 74. 74 <laughs> to 17. That's nuts. Holy and, cow. 
I'm still surprised. The, the crazy thing is, I'm still surprised that they only lost by 46. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would have been way more than that. Uh, I'd be, uh, you know, I, I if I ever have Coach Neighbors back on the pod, I don't think I'll be bringing that one up. Don't I'll bring that one up. No, don't no, bring no, that no, one up. No, no. You know what I bring will bring that one on George Santos. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I will bring up though, Tony. Coaches, you know just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs. But sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for. Over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs. And now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. You're up. There they are. Europe, the headlining act for the pen and a napkin. Coaches Clinic, third annual, April the 1st, 2023, Fort Calhoun High School, Fort Calhoun, Nebraska, in talks for opening up with Europe, Tony. It is the, bu- this week? the Bugles. The Bugles. Yep. Because video did, video did kill the radio star, Tony. Video huh. did kill the radio star. So, uh, again, we're talking. We're trying to work some things out. Uh, last week it was flock of seagulls, but they decided to, well, they just ran. They, they ran so far away that they, they had to get away. Have you tried the pesh mode yet? Uh, you know, that's a, that's, that's a, you know, uh, the, the pockets aren't quite that deep for Depeche okay. Mode, yeah, you know. So they they had a few more hits than some of these other folks. So, uh, but I, I have considered ABC uh, shoot that poison arrow through my heart. So, yeah, um, I still don't have my voice. I would have sang that lyric uh, like I used to in my boy band, uh, but, the, but the voice the voice is getting better. But there's still some scratchiness to it. So. Uh, but, uh, I digress as always. So trivia this week, Tony, you said, and, and I, I don't want to put too much, for you. I think you're going to get this one. You, you're putting a lot of pressure on me. So let me see. That's what, what I, I like to do. Okay. All right, here we go. There've been several different players I've seen in the NBA that have been like transcendent stars, offensive juggernauts. And one of them was Kobe Bryant. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brad Lojas. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I thought Les Jepsen, but, you know, anyway. <laughs> yes. um, so my, my point is, this date, how many years ago did Kobe score 81? <sighs> okay, so it was against the Toronto Raptors. That is true. Jalen Rose, Jaylen I think, Rose tried was to one guard of the him. primary defenders. Yeah, yeah, I held him to 81. Um So and Shaq wasn't there, and that was that would have been around. I'm gonna say so. I'm gonna say eighteen years. No, I gotta be close. Um, 
17 years. Is correct. Yes. Yes. Because he went, he just went full uh, Scott Howard Teen Wolf there for like two or three years after Shaq left. And just didn't, yeah. you know, uh, he he would he couldn't spell pass if you if you spotted him a P and an A and one S at the at one point. So uh, I, was, I was hoping you'd give him a P. <laughs> I was hoping, yeah, you know. So uh, I got yeah. I didn't even need any help with that one, Tony. You didn't. Yeah. When you said eighteen, I was like, oh crap, he's gonna get this one because yeah. you are right there. I thought if you went, I was hoping you weren't gonna say high low because. Uh, <laughs> Like, yeah, I've already been given it away. But, yeah, good uh, work. Yeah, hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. So, uh, sporting event you're looking forward to this week, Mr. Viss? Well, the uh, NFC just concluded the divisional round. The right yep. team won the 49ers. Yep. Um, and so I am looking forward to the AFC and the NFC championship games next week. I think both games are really good games. Um and I hope, to be honest with you, both road teams win next week. But that, those are the, that's the sporting event that's circled and highlighted on my calendar. Gotcha. Uh, we, How about you? Um, looking forward to, uh, we've got uh, tickets to go down and see Creighton play, uh, the men play, against Xavier next week. Ooh, and Xavier's I think the, Xavier's leading the Big East, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And um, uh, they're having a good season. Uh, Creighton's starting to get some things figured out and and uh you know that's uh you know that's just to 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 be expected uh they they had some injuries uh Kalkbrenner was out and they struggled to shoot the ball for a little bit of a stretch but they're starting to play a little bit better um you know Michael's game on uh Tuesday got moved to Wednesday cuz Northwestern's dealing with some covid stuff so yep. that game got so we were going to go down there on Tuesday to watch Nebraska and Northwestern, but that got moved, and it's a 6 o'clock tip now, so it's kind of hard to get down there. We went and watched uh, the South Dakota State women play in Omaha last Thursday. So we've been catching just a lot of live basketball. Um, mm-hmm. my, my wife is kind of a saint in that regard. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, So we've been watching that. Uh, watched a lot of football this weekend as well. We'll be watching the games next weekend. Uh, as, as much as possible. Uh, are they both on Sunday, or is one Saturday, one Sunday? Ooh, that is a good question. Let yeah. me see if we can find that here real quick. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now as we speak. We'll click so. on the conference championship. Uh, they're both, they're next both Sunday. on Sunday. Both 2 on o'clock Sunday. for the NFC, 5.30 for the AFC. Gotcha. Yeah, so should be good. Should be good. So Now, the last time Nebraska played, they knocked off Ohio State, correct? Uh, yeah, well, and then they went and they lost at Penn State on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Penn State's a tough place to play, but I think, if I remember hearing correctly, they had matched their win total from last year already. Yeah, yeah, they're at 10-10 and 10 right now. They're, now, you know, they're getting beat up with injuries. They're, they're starting power forwards out for the year with a shoulder injury. And, oh, wow. Uh, their, their shooting guard is out. Uh, or I don't, I don't know exactly what happened to Emmanuel. Uh, I didn't see any of the game yesterday, but uh, rolled his ankle, I guess. Um, you know, and uh, Greasel has struggled with some uh, with with a hip injury, and and so they're kind of getting, uh, you know, they're they're kind of struggling with that type of stuff. Um, and then Carter's team is is starting to come around. They're starting to play really well. Um, they've won 
seven, eight, nine games in a row, something like that. So they're moving. They're really moving yeah. in the right direction, and uh, they played a really, really tough non-conference. I think uh, they had like the sixth or seventh toughest non-conference schedule in the country. Uh, South Dakota State women did. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, they're moving in the right direction. Uh, you know, my team's moving in the right direction. We just gotta, we just gotta finish a few more plays at both ends. And and uh, you know, it sounds like your guys the other night just had to finish a few more plays around the basket, kind of like our girls d- needed to yesterday. So yeah, uh, we've won eight in a row now. Uh, one of the teams that we knocked off had got us early in the year, and so uh, we got them in a running clock game last last uh, Thursday. So that was good. Um, we're on the road for both this week, so. Uh, you know, we talk about boys went at home and men went on the road. So yep. hopefully that'll be our approach as we head out for life on the road in the MVC. Yep, yep. Us, us, we, we only have one game this week, so uh, good good practice time here going into to the final stretch. So we'll yeah. And it we'll, sounds like with the weather, you could use that. Yeah, exactly. You know, we just we just we just need some practice time, some reps, and and get our legs underneath us. We we've played a lot of games, so uh, hopefully we can make the most of it and, and get better. So. Uh, anything else this week, Tony? No, um, you know, just the fact that we talked through some stuff, you know, again, I would differentiate between shooting and rebounding or closeouts. Just make sure, keep the mind clear with, with the shooting. And then, you know, it's, it's not something where I would, you know, take and, and kind of can those things you're pretty good at and focus on the things that you mm-hmm. maybe you're struggling a little bit with, because if you do that, those other areas might spring, spring up holes. And the next thing you know, you got yourself a mess, but yeah, spend, you know, five, 10 more minutes on those areas and it be make some slight improvements and your chances of winning will, will increase. No doubt about that. Yeah, you know, and I think that's definitely something in my couple of years off. I really, you know, Mike Neighbors talks a lot about that. You know, um, you know, focus on those strengths. And, you know, again, our minds are geared towards trying to plug as many holes as we can. But there's only so many holes you can plug. And so you're not going to correct all of your weaknesses. You need to minimize those weaknesses. And again, some of the traps that we fall into is we forget about what our strengths are. And we have to continue to play to those strengths and work on those strengths and practices and get those reps in practice so that we can continue to do well. And, and uh, you know, the kids want to work on those weaknesses. That's where they feel comfortable. It's just like uh, when you're a teacher, Tony, I know one of the things that I'm not very good at as a teacher is like art projects and yeah. doing stuff like that, okay? Uh, Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't do a whole. We do enough art type stuff to make my kids who really like art um, happy to a degree, you know. Mm-hmm. But my strength is uh, lecturing and talking and informing and connecting the dots and getting kids to uh, understand how point A led to point B led to point C, and this is why point D happened this way. Um, and so that's what I spend more of my time on in my class. You have to think of the same thing as a coach, that if, if your team is a big team, you're not very quick, well, you, then you shouldn't spend a ton of time working on a bunch of pressure and run and jump and traps and things like that. Uh, you need to emphasize what you're good at and, and how that's built into your philosophy there. And, and I, I think sometimes we get so enamored or we get so worried about correcting all of these weaknesses that we forget about the strengths that we need to play to. 100% agree with that. Yeah. So, 
All right. Well, hey, coaching staff, episode number 23, the Michael Jordan episode. Next week, it'll be 24. The Kobe Bryant, Did he, he started out with 24, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. he started with And then he switched to eight. And then he switched to eight. So it'll be Kobe the first 10 years of his career uh, next week, episode number Have you 24. looked at those stats before? Uh, no, I have not. It's scary how close they are to being identical between his first 10 versus his next one when he switches over to eight. It's it's crazy. Really? I, I've never mm-hmm. never even thought of it like that. So um might have to do that. might have to do so that. So I'm here for it. Expand your mind. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. So uh, episode number 23, um, minimizing your weaknesses. Hope folks got a lot out of this. Uh, appreciate all the support. We got merchandise coming, Tony. Uh, it's ordered. Ooh. It's supposed to be done this week. We're going to start advertising on the Twitter handle. If you're interested in ordering a pen and a napkin t-shirt or a sweatshirt, uh, let me know. Uh, we'll, we'll get more details out with that as we move through the week here. And uh, so folks can, can uh, get that stuff checked out. So, coaches, Just in time for Valentine's Day. Just in time for Valentine's Day. You betcha. Uh, Tony, from me to you, a red rose and a pen and a napkin t-shirt. And, I, and Arby's coupons. And if you play your cards right, some Arby's coupons will be in that box, buddy. So, uh, no, but uh, check that again. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, my wife is looking forward to her Valentine's gift of a, a pen and a napkin T-shirt. So, uh, you know, that's 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 love right there. So, hey, I I I I I, I bought us a trip to Jamaica for our 25th wedding anniversary. So that's Whoa. yeah. So that's you know I've. That 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 won that won some points, Tony. That won some points. Dang, so, yeah, so. I should have won some points. Yeah. So, well, it was it was it was either that or Norfolk, Nebraska. So, um, <laughs> I gave her the choice. Excellent choice. She chose Jamaica. I don't know what she was thinking, but uh, you know, um, third was Cedar Rapids, but I had to narrow it down to. to, to you got to come a certain time of the year. At some point, you gotta you gotta narrow it down. So, uh, Cedar Rapids in July wasn't quite as appealing as uh, Jamaica in July. So, uh, all right. Before we go to any any more stupid stuff here, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time. <laughs>